Welcome back to the Max Effort Kitchen Podcast. We got a great segment for you. It's called The Athlete and the Chef. So sit back, relax, and let's go. All right, welcome to Max Effort Kitchen. Got a little background noise there. Uh, I am your host, along with my other host, Cornell. Man, I've been doing this podcast for so long, and I still can't get a good intro in. But hey, that's part of the fun in it. Uh, Cornell, how you doing today, dude? I'm good. Yeah, good. I'm um, full. I'm warm. <laughs> I'm actually I'm I'm in my garage, and it's not warm, but it's a lot warmer than it is where you are. But I just yes. got out of the jacuzzi. I have it set for like 110. And then I cranked the the cold tub down to 40. It's not there yet. It's still like high high 40s, low 50. I, I think it was like between 49 and 50 nice. when I got in that went up a little bit because I was in, but it's a big, it's a big freezer. So okay. Yeah. That's I mean, those are some great temperatures. <laughs> Yeah. If uh, if you're watching at home and you're wondering like what's up, I, I'm bundled up right now. Um, I'm in my garage and I think it's uh, solid 18 degrees here. And and you know in the, in the big picture, I know all you people from you know because we have everybody in the entire nation listening to us. Uh, all you people from like Green Bay or like you know Minnesota or whatever, are probably like ah that's nothing. But you know what? It's something for me. And so and I'm recording a podcast in it. So yeah, eat one. Well. <laughs> In your defense, it's 50 degrees here. And okay. It's so <laughs> and we're all complaining about that here. <laughs> yeah, no. We had a we had a big ice, uh, I'm going to say ice slash snowstorm. Um, and, you know, it just goes to show you, like, and this probably could really work into the topic, uh, that uh, having an infrastructure that can handle uh, multiple kinds of things is a, it, it's a real important thing. <laughs> Portland does not have the infrastructure to handle any of this. And it just shuts down everything like power outages, like 20,000 plus power outages still. Yeah, well, exactly. Well, in, in your defense, the second it starts sprinkling rain out here, everyone doesn't know what to do. So, yeah, yeah, this is very true. And uh, yeah, I mean, every, every place has their own element and, I remember, you know, you've, t- you've talked to me a couple times or you've been on polo or whatever and it started raining. You're like, people are acting like complete idiots right now <laughs> like on the road and stuff. And that's just the way it gets here too. So. I feel like down here you have one of two, two routes. You have the people who just blast by everyone still going 85, 90 miles an hour yeah. on the freeway. And you have in the fast lane being safe, probably wearing a mask double masked, uh, going 45 miles an hour to make sure they don't slide out because safety first. You just said double masked. <laughs> <laughs> so the truth. Sorry, they're coming back here. And I'm no, like, hey, I know. Doing? Come on. I know. I know. Like, you know, it's just one of those things. Uh, I still see it in the workplace from time to time. And I'm just, you know, I just kind of bite my tongue. I want it, whatever, you know, like, oh, nah, I'm not going to go down that road, but yeah, it's one of those things. Um, man, Cornell, uh, <laughs> you sent a, a picture of some really cool bread that I'm very, very fascinated about. So please enlighten here. Like what, what did you just make? All right. So I think we talked about it last week that I just yeah. saw it and I was like, I got to give this a shot. And 
my son is in eighth grade and at his school, the biggest, like, sure, there's, there's schools that have big football teams and baseball teams and like just sports teams, but there there's, there's a pretty small school, uh, but it is a private school and their big thing that they take very seriously. And I mean, they, they are planning out next year already is their drama program. Okay. And the eighth grade year is like the big year because until I think last year, the school was kindergarten through eighth grade. Okay. So this was like the, the big one for him where each year he's been doing it since he was in preschool. Uh, my wife was helping out with stuff. So this year they did Aladdin and he was uh, one of Aladdin's friends in it. Like probably one of the, the top five roles that there were like, he probably had just as many lines as Aladdin, just different nice. stuff. So yeah, yeah. Um, that's all going on this weekend. I went Friday. I went yesterday. They're still there now. So basically, like Friday, yesterday, and today, from noon till nine, no one's at my house. So I'm just like, wow, what am I gonna do? Like, I have a couple <laughs> shows that I'm kind of watching, but not really. It's like if I if I take two months off, it doesn't matter, but. So I, I got through quite a bit of those just because I put it on and then I go do laundry. and But I was at the grocery store and I remembered that bread that we talked about last week made out of ice cream. So I was like, okay, well, I, I have Neapolitan ice cream at my house. I'm not going to yeah. make bread with that. Because mm. <laughs> That'd be that, interesting. It just doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, and I knew I did not have the self-rising flour. Okay. So I grabbed that. That was like $7. And I... The, the recipe that I saw, they used a pecan ice cream. So I'm like, that's eh, pecan bread sounds like something that would be like something tasty. It, it wouldn't be too weird like Rocky Road or some chocolate bread. Or I know that there's a time and a place for chocolate bread, but absolutely not today. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're good. Yeah. What's that? So, so I got it. I looked up the recipe, which I just Googled ice cream bread. Okay. And it's this is it. Ready? Okay. Two cups defrosted melted ice cream. Okay. And one and a half cups of self-rising flour. Okay. Mix it, but don't overmix it. Put it in a little pan. The one that I had just so happened to be because I got some chicken cordon bleu for dinner from the, the grocery store. Nice. Was All the, right. As I needed. It was like roughly four by four by eight. So four tall, four wide, eight long. Okay. Uh, poured it in there, put it in the in the oven for uh, 40 minutes at 350, and it was done. And I am blown away. Okay. I mean, you mixed ice cream and flour. Ice cream and flour. That was it. This is fantastic. <laughs> and it it's not super sweet. It's kind of more like the sweetness of like a scone, but the texture of like a, a heavier, like a pound cake. Okay. Okay. So it's it's not something that you necessarily want to put ice cream with, but you could. Yeah, uh, it's not as sweet as like a cake, but it was just delicious. And I'm I'm sure that because of all the other stuff that's in it is why I'm like really full. Like I had two slices <laughs> about a half inch each and I was like, I'm I feel like there's a brick in my stomach, but it's because it's who knows how much ice cream I just ate. <laughs> well, yeah, that's a good point. I mean, um, it, it kind of makes sense that it works. I guess the ice cream probably has all the other stuff in it. Um, you don't necessarily need a chemical reaction to make bread. And you have to, you have to self-rising. So that's, I mean, that's huge. 
uh, you know, when you, when I saw a picture of it, it reminded me of like a, and I think I said this, but a breakfast bread, like something I dip in my coffee. Yeah. I'm yeah, wondering, and like it had a really nice crumb structure. When I mean like when uh, that's what, like when you pulled it open, like the, that texture right there with mm -hmm. like the, the holes, that's, that, that's kind of what I refer to as, as the crumb structure. Um, but it's, it was really uh, fascinating. Yeah, there it is right there. People like, I, I want to dip that in my coffee in the morning, like, and just eat, <laughs> man, if I ate a half a loaf of that, I'd probably be done for the day. <laughs> Glad I swiped the correct direction. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, that's funny. Um, yeah. Like uh, it's, it's genius, dude. And so where did you hear about this? Instagram. Instagram. I the, guess it's not, I guess it's not all bad. <laughs> the Graham. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I think, uh, when you told me about this off air, I told you about the guy who was like, you want an instant, instant calories. And then if you do just maybe I said on air, but I don't know. Um, just drink basically melted ice cream. Yep. This is a better way of doing that. <laughs> this I think is good because you could pretty much like make a loaf slice yeah. it up and just bring it with you and eat it throughout the day yeah i mean uh, it's fantastic and you you control the flavor so much by the by the ice cream that you put in there yeah i there was a a chocolate malted crunch or there was just a malt a malt crunch it wasn't even yeah. chocolate okay and i thought that would be pretty good just yeah. to have like that's not a flavor you get very often but when you if you like malt it's like delicious so well you, that you was know what i was looking at one of the things I initially said was like, Oh, go get some, uh, some Ben and Jerry's. But then as you were talking about, like, you know, having all the stuff in there, um, part of me thinks that all that stuff would probably eventually sink to the bottom in the baking process. If there was too much like heavy chocolate or bars or, you know, a bunch of stuff in there. So you I, might not get the same effect. I don't think it would because no. this had you saw the 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 nuts that were in it. Yeah, um, it was a very like foamy, airy, like almost like a frothy dough. Really, uh, very sticky. It didn't seem like anything would have sunk. So when you poured it out of the bowl, um, did it did it pour out or were you scraping it out? Uh, I I think I scraped it out. I used cool. the spoon first, and then I got a spatula after. But it wasn't uh, like liquidy where you could just like no, pour it in like a it only almost. it only raised probably thirty percent. Hmm. I mean, from when it was put in there to when it was cooked, it raised about thirty percent. Okay, interesting. So, yeah, when it was, I'm looking at the picture when it came out. No, maybe fifty. Ah, when I put it in the in the tin, it was about a half inch below the tin, and then it's about an inch and a half over. Okay. So, Okay. Well, that's, um, that's, I mean, it's genius. Like, especially if you, I mean, if you're a weightlifter and you're trying to get calories in, you're trying to make sure you're eating before you lift and all that stuff. Like we talked about last time, like that's a big thing, like right there, carrying around snacks or just make a loaf of this bread and carry it around. <laughs> yeah. They make great Christmas presents. I mean, come on. I wonder what would happen if you froze it. That would be interesting. Yeah. Like, but I, mean, I think what it would also be cool is if you just brought it, if you went to a party or something and you just yeah. like 
and you were supposed to bring something and you're like, I'm going to make bread right now. And you're like, boom, there you boom. go. <laughs> yeah. And like, you could, you could fancy it up by throwing like a, a, some sort of an icing or a glaze on top. Yeah. Like people would be like, what is this? That's the recipe. The I think I looked up. It just, okay. it wasn't, it was just the, the correct ratios. Yeah. It pretty much. I think they put sprinkles all over the top. Yeah. Like right. They put the sprinkles over the top before they baked it. Yeah. And that's, I think it's like a funfetti cake. That's genius. Um, I am. I have a lot of shame in saying this, but actually, I kind of don't. I don't know. Like, you know, I'm. I cook a lot. I love food. Um, my profession is in food, and the second my wife goes out of town and I'm left with just the kids, I'm eating like I'm a like a 22 year old bachelor. <laughs> like, I'm telling you, I, I made a, and I can't tell you the last time I actually ate a frozen pizza, but I made myself a frozen Hawaiian pizza yesterday and just ate it off the box. <laughs> like, okay. I made macaroni and cheese today and I just ate a full box of it. Like, you know, you think about it and I'm like, man, there's no reason for me to cook a meal um, for myself. Mm -hmm. I'm already cooking stuff for the kids. I'm not going to probably not going to eat what they're eating. Um, and so I don't know, dude, I'm, I was really, I was, I was eating dinner today. I was thinking about that. I'm like, there's gotta be something out there about this. Like, uh, that, like, this is like my vacation. I just get to not worry about it. Just cook whatever I want. I don't know. Sure. Yeah. Well, also when, when certain people are not around and you can eat like whatever you want, maybe, maybe, I don't know if Alana likes boxed macaroni and cheese or absolutely she doesn't so no. there you go <laughs> yeah i mean i'm gonna make the stuff that i like to eat i'm not gonna necessarily make the stuff i i i generally make food that everyone else wants to eat when they're around right that makes sense that's a really good way of putting it too because um the you know a lot of my life is based off of efficiency and like convenience right that shit's convenience for me like mm -hmm do I love to sit in the kitchen and make a, a great meal and just like be really proud of it? Yeah. Um, but I like to share it with people. And so like, I like to make food that other people like and great point full circle yeah. right there. <laughs> I think it's, it's almost like I love being in the gym and working out and lifting, right. but I also really love not doing that too. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> I've talked to, I've talked to Damon about that where it's like, you know, we're all so, you know, we always talk about, and I hear other people talking about like the idea of like taking days off for like, oh man, I got to take a week off or like when you're injured or when you have holidays or, you know, maybe you're going on a family vacation, don't want to lose steam, but like going into it, that's always my thought. But then once I get into it, I'm like, man, this is really nice. I have <laughs> zero pressure to lift. I am, it's okay that I don't lift and I get three days into it and I'm like, man, I've had so much time. <laughs> yep. It's amazing. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's an interesting concept because we're always so like, we gotta be consistent. Right. Mm -hmm. But I think it's okay to take good amount of time off. Yeah. There's always a time and a place for it. And yeah. Um, so this last week, or actually it is, it is the weekend. Uh, I did my first, not, I don't, it's not a challenge. Uh, the, where is it? The strength competition. I think it's called yep, yep. power competition. P O 
There it is. The the Power Institute uh, competition. And it's the first time in a, about a month that I've actually been pushed and pushed myself and nice. tried tried to do something. And I knew I wasn't in the kind of condition that I was going to be hitting like really big numbers, but uh, I was happy with it. I ended up finishing. It was a three position snatch, but it was freaking gnarly. Like <laughs> <laughs> it was my buddy, Nick and I, and it wasn't what you can snatch. Cause okay. I've three, I've tripled 135. Okay. I've repositioned 130, and that was like five years ago. Uh, I hit 126 for this complex, but you were allowed to wear straps. They called them like hoisting wrist apparatuses. That's yep. like the translation. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> you, you said had, that. Yeah. That's hilarious. But you ha- so it went floor, high hang, low hang. And you had to stand every rep all the way up wow. and hold it to show control. And then bring it down. And the bar is not allowed to touch the ground. So it's not like you could hit a snatch, drop it, uh, pick it up, go for the high hang, drop it, and then pick it up again. It was all about what can you, first off, trick your body into standing up complete. Because when you're doing more than one rep, you're not, I think there's a big difference between uh, knowing that you're doing like a double or triple and just catching it, showing control and bringing it down mm-hmm. and then doing a competition lift where you're just standing it up. Yeah. Well, it's, I like that you said you have to stand up fully show that you have it and then bring the bar down that I think that incredible makes it incredibly harder because yeah. we can all cycle through, you know, doubles. Right. Yep. But like, <laughs> it's the it's i guess i don't know if the right term is ter- the re-rack but bringing it back yeah. down to your hips like that i mean you're constantly under tension for three you know pretty big reps That's yeah tension. and and when you're bringing it down like generally i'll catch the snatch and then right when i'm i've shown control and right when i start standing it up uh it's maybe about I would guess it's about four and a half, five feet off the ground. And yeah. then I will start standing it up and then break my arms and drop it to my hip. And it really only travels about two feet. Yeah. So yeah. I'm just under six feet tall. It's probably close to seven feet tall where the bar is. Mm-hmm. And then it's going to drop all the way. It's going to drop four feet and it's 126 kilos. And it, <laughs> it was like, a freaking wild wild ride yeah Uh, you bring it down i brought it down i'm like having to just step around to like catch my own balance and standing there and okay so (laughs) i have a lot of questions here oh i have a couple questions first um when you're working up to uh your max max weight how you working up to it are you are you doing the full complex? Are you just doing singles working up? Are you just mixing it up? Maybe doing all three variations on the way up in, in one fashion or another Or like, how, how are you uh, working up to that? So I worked up the whole way in five so that I only had to do th- no, <laughs> no. <laughs> oh boy. My eyes like got like that big when you said that, cause I was so ready to come back. Okay, no, anyways. I, I hit the, the complex three or four times with like 50 kilos. And I didn't know what exactly I was going to do because I knew that you had to you had to film it from a three quarter angle and then you had to show your weights 
uh, like you had to take the camera without stopping the camera and uh, show the weights to prove that they were what they were. Okay. So I knew that there was going to be a certain time where I had to not only do the whole complex, but also show the weights. So I figure my first time I ended up, <laughs> this is how crappy I was feeling. And I, I kind of pissed off my adductor the other day. Uh, yeah. practicing this complex at Mike Bergner's garage. <laughs> and I, I pissed off the adapter so I couldn't even catch in my normal position. Um, hmm. So I was, hit, I, my first filmed set was 110 kilos. I'm like, I'm going to go film. I'm going to go get the whole documentation of it just in case nothing better happens. Right. Uh, then I think I worked up to, or then I went 121. And I was just in that kind of competition mode where I'm like, yeah, well, a lot of people might be going for like the, the zeros and the fives, but if you can bump up to the ones and the sixes, you might beat people just for that. Yeah. For the I sake like of that. that. <clears throat> I like that. So I didn't do the full complex after 50 kilos until I was at 110. Okay. I think I did a couple from the floor, couple from the different positions in the hang but i don't think i re-racked much maybe i did like a double but nothing i didn't do three yeah i mean that makes complete sense like and i'm always playing with the way i'm warming up to a, a heavy set or whatever i'll tell you one thing i don't do is i don't do every rep in in the set working up every time i just find um that to be excessive unless i'm trying to uh, I don't know what I'd be trying to do, but uh, I think uh, you, okay. So you worked up to that. You, you hit, you said 27, 26, Nick 26. went for 27. Okay. I went 21 first. Nick went okay. 22. Okay. And now it's his job to put one more kilo on just cause I did. You got it. So right. It's competition. Yeah. It's competition. Um, so is it recorded every week? It's you have two weeks to complete the, the okay. competition and okay. then, it's funny because it was there's a discount code out there. Uh, I don't remember what it is, but it's like five dollars off. Okay. Um, and you can like you can for three dollars you can buy insurance. So if you get hurt, yeah, uh, you can get your money back. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's a that's a solid three dollars right there. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, <clears throat> what do you what are you leading up to? Like what happens? Uh, how okay? How do you? I guess, what are you, yeah, what are you leading up to? What are you trying to do? Is it just a competition nationwide? Is it within the gym? No, this is not just, this is worldwide. Okay, worldwide. So I, it's kind of hard reading the stuff because it's, when you're looking at it on the website, you hit the translator and it does like direct translation. So it's kind of funky. Yeah. Uh, but it is, it's very clear that this is not a sanctioned meet. This is not like, it's not weightlifting. It's weightlifting fun. Right. And, but it's trying to draw people in from around the world and yeah. it's just complexes and cool stuff. And that I, I do agree that standing up the weight all the way to the top is the best way to show that you made the rep because yeah, then it would I just agree. be too like, I don't know if that one really had it. Cause yeah. there's, there's some reps where I can, I can catch it. I know I had it. Uh, and then I can go into the next rep, but then yeah. there's other reps where I know I miss it. But mm -hmm. I, if I'm doing a triple, like I'm just going to keep going yeah. and I'll generally like announce cause I'm a nerd and I'll be like, <laughs> I didn't make the first one, but I made yeah, the other totally, two. Totally. Uh, yeah. Well, so, that's interesting. So it's worldwide. 
Yeah, and then okay. there's a championship in France, I think, in August. Wow. Now, okay, so um, so many questions come about. What? Okay, so how many people make the championship? Is are there weight classes? I think it's Sinclair based. Again, okay. it was in okay. French. Okay. <laughs> Good I point. I believe it's Sinclair yeah. based. There was like 350 last year, and 70 people went to the championship. Oh wow. So there's, I mean, there's, there's a master's. I signed up for the master's division just because I'm like, I'm going to sign up as a, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to take the easier route right now. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. That's not easy. That's strategy. Yeah. <laughs> Strategery. Um, okay. So you get to go to France, you get to compete at a competition doing this same lift, correct? Well, or is it, there's going to be a new lift every other week. Oh, okay. So, so then like a new complex every other week. So that when you go to France, what are you competing? Are you doing just the, the regular lifts or is it just I, like unknown? I gave them my $25 and I did the <laughs> lift. I haven't even submitted yet. So I don't I have, I know I'm over no here interrogating idea. you right now. <laughs> I'm so interested. And like, I'm just like, Oh, what can, what more information can I find out? But um, no, that's, that's cool. Um, I like the fact that they're, they're changing it up and, uh, nobody take this the wrong way, but like it kind of has a CrossFit feel to it, the way that they would do the qualifiers. And I kind of liked it, you know, it, it, it leaves it up a little bit for like, Oh, I can't, well, I wonder what next week's going to be. Um, as long as we don't start getting into like the memes of like 25.5, Oh, death, you know, like we don't need that. Like this is, this is a more of the weightlifting side of things is showing that you can do a complex, um, and it sounds really cool. I mean, you, do they have a leaderboard that you can like check out? I think like, there is once I figure out how to submit it. Cause there's, it says it shows like you can post it to all of these things. And then I think you send them a link to your video. Nice. Um, nice. I'm sure I'll know a lot more cause everything closes next Saturday. Yeah. Um, but what I like about it is USAW like, and as long as weightlifting is in the Olympics, they're going to run the show. Right. There's not a reason realistically to start like another federation and try to do the same thing that they're doing. Because even though my opinion, they're doing a really crappy job at it, they're still <laughs> doing better than anyone else can. And they have well, more people, yeah. more participants. It's, it's, that's, that's the big show right now. Yeah. Um, the masters thing, that's a different topic. Yeah, uh, but it, yeah, I, whatever. <laughs> That's don't another show. To, yeah, yeah, we go down that road. Try to yeah. create another federation to do the exact same thing that other people are doing that are dominating already. Yeah. So what I like about this is it's like, yeah, these are, these are complexes. Right. And it's right. not like you have to make a clean and you have to make a snatch. Like it might just be a clean complex. It might just be a jerk complex. I don't know. Uh, and I, I did laugh because it, the translation said that, uh, they don't, the arm bend is allowed, meaning like a press out, mm -hmm. but don't let the judges don't make the judges vomit. <laughs> <laughs> like the translation is so good. It's, oh, I think man. what it meant to say is like, don't make, make sure the judges don't get sick by watching you. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, that sounds cool, Cornell. And uh, you should definitely, you know, keep us uh, updated on the show or whatever and just let, let us know how you're doing and what's going on. It sounds like a cool little competition. Um, switching gears a little bit. <clears throat> I, uh, you know, I, I kind of polled you guys this um, over the week. And as, as everybody that listens to us know that, like, we have this, like, kind of inner friend group polo that a lot of kind of a lot of the topics come from uh and something um i've been venturing off into different podcasts a uh, weightlifting style podcast lately and just kind of listening and hearing what people are talking about and i <laughs> love it um i i've been hearing a lot of kind of a similar similar tune which is really diving deep into the technical ability and um, result-driven, data-driven um, basis of, of a program, of how, you know, what, what movements versus, you know, what kind of output and how that's translating to the main lifts. And, I mean, there's a whole gamut of stuff out there, and I've been really listening into it. And it's, it's really interesting stuff. Like, I am a data-driven guy, and I love data, and I'm sitting here. I could, I could, I, it's something that I can kind of rest my, my, uh, my lifting on is based off of, like, the data that's coming out. Now, here's, here's the question that keeps coming up in my head, and I wanted to kind of, you know, throw it out at you and see, see what you thought about it. I would imagine we have same, similar thoughts. But, um, you know, a program is a program is a program. We can get really technical. We can have it data driven. We can say it's supposed to produce this kind of output and this kind of outcome. And, you know, you should gain this many kilos if you do it. Um, but what has not been talked about yet is the mental side or not even the mental side, the actual athlete, like the person, because the way I'm hearing it talked about is, is as if, you know, the people, the, who's doing the lifting is a robot and is getting the perfect amount of sleep is eating the perfect amount or perfect diet is low stress is recovering properly, um, is, you know, able to train a consistent, you know, amount of times on the same days and having, you know, it's like they, it's like they're taking the variable out of the equation and saying, this is the program. This is how you should do it. This is the data. But wait, 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 wait. Well, let's bring in that variable and let's see how that changes the data because it will absolutely change the data. And I was a little disappointed that I didn't hear him talk about that. It was, it, it was like nobody talked about the athlete. Every athlete lifts differently. It's an individual thing. Like you couldn't give me the same program. You could give you and I the same program, but you're going to get completely two different results, you know? Um, and that's just because, uh, you're a lot stronger than I, and I'm a lot wiser and I I just, you know, <laughs> I'm just joking. Uh, <laughs> no, but like, um, you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah. No, it's funny. You, you joked around about if we had the same program, how we would have different results. Yeah. End of the day, you would probably improve more than I would on the same program. Uh, that's a good point. That's a really good point because I'm probably closer towards my highest capability and mm -hmm. you still have room to grow. Yes. So, uh, no, I'm, I'm with you on that. I'm definitely not someone who's super smart with all that kind of stuff. And right. I also personally don't want to go through all of the time and effort to document everything and to, 
Um, that's just, to me, I do enough of that with work and I'm like, I want to do that with fun. <laughs> yeah. Totally. So, but I think that, I don't know if they've ever said this, but your program is only going to be as good as your weakest link. Yeah. And the weakest link is the athlete. That's yeah. the variable. That is not going to be the same all the time. That's not the same athlete is going to be different month to month, week to week, honestly, day to day. Yeah. You don't know how they're going to react to it. You don't know, like you were saying with the stress and all of those types of things. So stress, sleep, um, I was going to say sex. Yeah, sex. Because <laughs> you said sex or not. <laughs> it's a thing. It's a thing, right? I mean, yeah. the first totally time I bombed out, I didn't have sex before the competition. I, so. You know, it, I've heard of it recently. I've heard of it helping out in an injury. Um, mm-hmm. It's something I always compete better, just like you were just saying. Like, it's a thing. Yeah. <laughs> Get out there and try it. I'm just saying. So, no, I think that. The what so a lot of a lot of podcasters, a lot of Instagram influencers and coaches, they like to really nerd out on all the data and on on all of the the stuff that they can be like, yes, if you do this completely perfect, this is where you should go. And it's like, yeah, that's great. But like you were saying, like everybody's different. Mm -hmm. Um, We have jobs. We don't have perfect situations. And if you look at even the people who were at the OTC when it was around. They got hurt. Mm-hmm. They were in the perfect situation yeah. and they would still get hurt. So uh, that's interesting. I didn't even think yeah. about the OTC. Like there were people getting hurt there all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, filtering and, in and out too. Like, that's, yeah. yeah. Anyways, I just had this conversation a little bit with Stephanie this week about uh, there's another coach that is a very well-known coach around here. And a lot of people were surprised that I wasn't when I left the old team, they were surprised that I wasn't going to get coaching and programming from him. Okay. And I, so I kind of talked to her a little bit about it, about why I said I would never do that. And Mm -hmm. I said, I wouldn't go there because one, I want to be a part of the team at the location that I'm at. I don't want to be, I think it's a better, um, it looks better and it will work better if I'm a part of the, I'm bought into the place that I'm at. Right. So I said, that's one thing. The other thing is you understand me more than this other guy does. Right. Um, like he under, I think he does understand me, but I wouldn't be a good athlete for him because he wants people to, f- to follow blindly and do everything he says. And I remember going to that gym a handful of times and I totally love going there, but there's people that I'm watching power snatching like 98% of their full. And I'm like, why don't you take a full snatch and go for a PR? <laughs> like it's not on the program. And I'm like, screw the program. Yeah, right? I think, I think that was the time where I came up with that phrase where I just walked away. And I was, I said to this person's face, I'm like, that's why no one will remember your name. Oh, it's from 300 or whatever. Yeah. 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 That, totally. that was the first time it popped into my head and I just walked away. <laughs> Wow. I mean, mean, come on. Why are we powering 98%? You know, I'm not going to get into criticizing that, but at the same point, like, um, I I think they had to work up to a max power for the day. Oh, okay. And then in the program, it specifically said like, don't go for a max full that's coming next week. Okay. But again, you don't know what's going to happen to in the next seven days. Yeah. Take it, take it. Um, 
you know, I, I like the idea of that. And something that popped in my head as you were talking about that is um, how important the coach athlete relationship is. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that uh, I, I think about this a lot because I lift by myself in the gym or in the, in the garage. And for me, I have to be able to um, uh, detach myself from having uh, maybe the relationship with a coach that I want to have. And that I, I do. And you know, you know, firsthand that I kind of struggle with that sometimes. And I, I will get into this like kind of, uh, I don't know, whiny stage of like, man, I just wish, you know, there was more communication. But then again, I'm like, I'm a remote athlete and I got to remind myself of that. And that's, that's a totally okay thing. Um, and I was thinking about it the other day and then while I was lifting, I think I was doing squats and I'm like, you know, I come from a very, um, team driven sport that has an athlete for, or a coach for every position. You got a, a, you know, a defensive back coach, you got a quarterback coach, you got a line coach, you got a linebacker coach, like all these coaches. And then you have the head coach and then the assistant coach. Like, so you have a lot of interaction with coaching and, and, uh, to, 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 to walk into a sport where, um, I don't get to see my coach and talk to them every time I walk into the gym. Um, I kind of, I I'm still finding my path on how to really work that and feel like I'm being successful because at the end of the day, you know, I'm, I'm a definitely a type of person that responds well to feedback. And when I don't get feedback, I start asking feedback and that sometimes comes off in, in a weird way. Um, but I like feedback. I, I like somebody to be honest. And if it was a shit lift, tell me it was a shit lift. And I want that. That's just going to, you know, fuel the fire even more. Be like, I'm going to get out there and I'm going to work harder at this. Or if it was a good lift, be like, great lift. Here's where I want you to be next week. It's that like that instant feedback. And I think you said something to me uh, probably, oh, I don't know, month ago, month and a half ago that like there will always be about 10% left on the table um, if you're not in an actual weightlifting gym. Mm-hmm. And I think it's true. And I think that's part of that 10%. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. No, I, th- those were all real good points. And, but the nice part is, yeah, there might be 10% more on the table, but if you go and drop in at places, you're going to tap into that 10%. I do every time, every so, time. Yeah. And uh, I mean, yeah. you know, so in your situation, does that happen with you when, I mean, I I'm, I'm going to guess that you've probably lifted, uh, in this coach's gym that you're talking about, I mean, do you, do you tap into an extra percentage of what you have when you walk into other gyms? Yeah. Well, I love it when I walk into other gyms, I think if you go into a random gym where they don't know you and you don't know them and like, you can actually get way more out of that than if you're just at your local gym, Yeah, because then you're going to be, you're going to be on your best behavior. You're going to be doing the best that you can. You don't want to be that guy who's like out there saving lifts, running across, across the platform and doing all that kind of stuff. You want to like make it look like, yeah, this is just, this is how I lift every day. It's crisp. It's perfect. It's like, I'm always this strong. I know it says 80% and in your brain, you're like, I know this is really 95%, but they think it's 80%. Yeah. We'll Um, just go with 80. (laughs) There's a lot of that stuff going on, but yeah. Yeah. Um, no, back to a little bit about 
that conversation with Stephanie is yeah. one of the things that I was talking to one of the other athletes about is I said, I, I, I generally come up with like decent analogies. Right. And first I was going to say like, it's more of a, you're giving me a GPS location and you're telling me how to get there. Yeah. That's what the program is supposed to be from the coach. But I, I changed my mind on that one. And I don't think that's how it is because you're not supposed to necessarily know where you're like, maybe you're not, you don't really know where you're going and they want you to get there in a specific way. But I feel that it's more like if you're going to, if you're going to go to Damon's house, you probably have one route that you generally go from your yes. house yeah, and you know how to get there. Yeah. And then if you rode with Damon in his car and he went a different route, then you would, you would be like, you or you wouldn't tell him, Hey, this isn't how you get to your house. You need to go over here. You need to go over here. It's like the end goal is to get to Damon's house, but right. there are multiple ways to get there and it's all going to be in the same direction, but you might have to, and this is what everybody is as an individual. And the more you lift and the more mature you get in it and the more you learn about your body, you're going to know how to make those little, not necessarily shortcuts because right there's a lot more stuff that I'm doing. That's not a shortcut, right? Right. <laughs> it's a longer route. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, but there's going to be these little like turns you're going to be making to make the program the best for you. Yeah. So that I, I really like that. You said that, sorry, didn't mean to interrupt you yeah. there. No, I just, that kind of, I was talking to a, a girl at the gym and she asked me yesterday, she was like, Hey, I'm, it says power snatch this. It was like a power snatch plus snatch balance. She's like, what percentage do I go on? My snatch, my power snatch, or my snatch balance? I'm like, well, which one's the lowest? And she's like, this one. And I'm like, okay, how do you feel if you went off of your regular snatch? And she's right. like, I feel good. And I'm like, go with how you feel good. If you feel bad, go with the lower one. If you feel really bad, go with the lowest one. You have three different numbers you can kind of go off of. So go based on how the day is, but don't feel bad if you can't hit those high numbers. Yeah. That, yeah, that, that's really good advice first. Um, and I, you know, I think you, you make a good point as far as when it comes to programming, the, uh, the idea, uh, I mean, we all know about self-regulation, but I don't know if this is considered self-regulation, which is still working it to, to fit your needs a little bit, I guess. Is that a good, I mean, that's a good way of putting it, I think, but like, and I guess the only example, and I, I try not to talk about myself too much, but I'm like, the only example I can do is talk about my lifting because <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm solo. Um, but anyways, no, like, uh, you know, I'll add a heavy set every now and then, or I'll add a, a heavy end of my clean and jerks. Well, you know, the program says to go to 120, man, these things are moving really good. Let's, let's throw the clips on there, go 125 mm -hmm. and you do it. And then you finish and you stop and you're like, hell yeah that felt good i didn't like blow go blow my wad on like some like 135 because i was like lifting 120 really well and um but it was the idea that of like taking um the programming you're given and say you know um this is feeling good so i'm gonna i'm gonna add five more kilos or on the other side of things <laughs> I'm barely hitting 80%. So you know what? I'm going to drop down to 75% and I'm going to do 10 of those instead of the other 10 reps that I have to do. Yeah. And most of the time it's not 120. Yeah. Like if it's a percentage, your percentage could be like 118 or 123. 
Correct. So then like if it's 118, you can be like, well, I'm just going to hit 120. Yeah. And it at the end of the day, if you're going to make 118, you should make 120. Yeah. Especially if it's percentage work. And then if, <laughs> if you're not feeling good and it's 23 and you stop at 20, like that happens to me so much more often than people would think. Well, like, I'll tell you, it, there's, yeah. oh, go ahead. I was just saying like, I'll have for me, 80% is like 123. Yeah. So I'll just hit 120 and be like, I'm good. Yeah. Ex I mean, there's a percentage that comes up that gives me, it, it comes up in every day of programming and it gives me 99 kilos. And I'm like, I'm not hitting 99 kilos. <laughs> I'm going to hit a hundred. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> like, yeah. um, and so, and I change it every time and, you know, or the 107, I go to 110. Um, and, and it's not because I'm like, I mean, maybe there's a, a small ounce that's being vain and I want to hit a bigger number, but it's also like, I know I can hit that for that triple and I know I can keep going. Um, if I started going to 110 and not being able to finish my set or finish the the reps, then that's a problem. Um, but it's, yeah, I'm learning, you know, I, I this is, uh, this is a, uh, not new. I've been on this program since last June and it's something for me, like it's every time I go to a, I've gone to a different program, it's just a learning process. And I think if people can take that kind of experience and just remind themselves, especially me, remind myself that, um, it, this is just a learning process. This is not the end of the world. You know, I'm going to go out, I'm going to lift at a competition and I'm going to see the results of my training and the programming put together. So that's kind of the equation. You're training you, the program equals your results at the competition. Does it always work out like that? No, because, you know, you could go out the next day after the competition and hit the numbers you wanted to hit, you know, like, like you've talked about many times, mm -hmm. you don't really know if you're going to peak on that day, right? It's just all kind of like, well, this is what it's supposed to do. But then you have that variable of the human body and the, and exactly. the lifter. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> That was cool. Okay. We came full circle. <laughs> Not much else to say about that. And we're, I, I mean, we're kind of at 46 minutes. So yeah. um, what was I going to say? I don't remember. Okay. That's uh, that, that loaf. I think that uh, if you heard the recipe, go out there and try it. Uh, post some pictures, you know, tag us in it because who can't make, melted ice cream and self-rising flour, right? I mean, come on. And then it looks so good. So get out there and try it. Um, other than that, Cornell, uh, thank you so much for, for being on and uh, another great show, another live show streaming on two <laughs> separate platforms. It's so weird. I don't think we actually get any viewers on Instagram, but I do see people popping up and just saying hi. I said so. it was like two. Well, yeah. I, don't think just, I don't think they just hang out. No, I think that that's the, that's the idea. I mean, I, I think Kilo's on there right now. Looks like, um, but, uh, what's up Kilo. Oh, I did want to say a shout out to, uh, Kirby. Uh, listen, bro, we got a big game next week. <laughs> I know this bores Cornell cause he just got out of his phone. Uh, got a big game next week. Green Bay's going down. Also, um, I don't know what I have to pay you, but I want a pair of, um, 49er color lifters. So I'm going to probably message you off air on that one. So, uh, anyways, Cornell, thanks a lot, buddy. Hope you have a good night, and thank you, everybody, for listening.